Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Shiva Mosavarian, and today's episode, sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, will present insights and information from Michelle Bernstein, a Miami-based chef and restaurateur who is living with psoriatic arthritis, otherwise known as PSA. From time to time, MPF will share sponsored content that we think can benefit those with psoriatic disease. MPF encourages everyone living with psoriatic disease to work with their healthcare provider to find an appropriate treatment for them. MPF does not offer medical advice, and this podcast should not be considered an endorsement for any particular treatment. Michelle Bernstein is a James Beard Foundation Award winner and is a fixture in the culinary world, both in restaurant kitchens and in the media spotlight. She's been in the food industry for more than 20 years and co-owns multiple thriving restaurants in Miami. Ms. Bernstein is currently the host of two television shows, PBS's Check, Please, South Florida, and the Emmy Award-winning production on Miami's Channel 10, So Flow Taste, while also often making guest host appearances on Bravo's Top Chef and the Food Network's Chopped. During this episode, Ms. Bernstein will share her personal experience with PSA, which is a chronic inflammatory disease of the joints and the places where tendons and ligaments connect to bone. The immune system creates inflammation that can lead to joint pain, swelling, reduced mobility, and stiffness. Further, if left untreated, PSA may cause permanent joint damage. In about 85% of people, skin symptoms such as plaques occur prior to joint symptoms, and PSA patients often suffer from fatigue. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining SoundBites. We're so excited to have you here today to talk about your journey and empower our listeners who are on their own diagnosis and treatment journeys. Michelle, do you mind sharing a bit about yourself for our listeners? Of course. I am a chef. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I live in South Florida, and I have a very long, robust career, and I have psoriatic arthritis, which is basically an inflammation in my body and causes swelling, pain, and stiffness in the joints. And diving into your story, once you first noticed something was off, what were the symptoms you were experiencing that indicated something wasn't right? It started about three and a half years ago. I noticed something was very strange. I noticed that I didn't have the fluidity in my body that I once did. I had a lot of stiffness when I would wake up in the morning or when I would sit for too long of a period of time. I had a very hard time getting up, walking to where I needed to go. In the mornings, my husband would actually have to get up with me and walk me to the bathroom. And it got progressively worse where in the kitchen, which is really where I spend most of my time, I couldn't carry pots. I couldn't put those heavy cast iron pans into the oven. And worst of all, when I went to grab things with either a spoon or tongs, which is basically an extension of a chef's hand, I couldn't actually use the tongs. I couldn't grasp food anymore. I didn't have the strength that I once had. And at that time, what was your life like personally and professionally? How were your symptoms impacting your life? And how did you cope with your symptoms? Well, I wasn't really sure what to do or who to talk to because inevitably I thought in my own head, this was all coming to an end. 
There's one thing you have to understand. I am a woman chef, which wasn't the easiest thing to be and to shoot for 30 years ago. And I have finally come to the point where I have an incredible staff that respects me and learns from me daily. And they are my extended family. And I needed to stay strong for them. And they depend on me. And so I couldn't ask for help. I didn't want them to see my weakness. For me, these 30 years that I've been cooking, you can't show weakness because once that happens, you can't regain that. So I would always have little tricks. So we'd be in the kitchen testing a recipe and where I would normally put a pan into an oven or pour something and whisk it until it emulsifies. I would pretend to be fixing a recipe and writing and, or typing. And I would say, oh, do you mind getting that? Do you mind opening that oven? And I just have to write this down real quick. And so I would constantly come up with these excuses in my own mind, of course. Luckily, no one, I don't think they noticed. At least I hope they didn't. But it was the game I would play. And the game would be no one can see Michelle is hurting. And so I would type a lot and I would write a lot in exchange for everyone else doing the heavy lifting. When did you finally get clarity on what was happening? Well, that's the funny part. So about a year before all of this started happening, I had gone to a dermatologist because I had a couple of spots on my leg. It didn't really bother me, but I was curious as to what they were. And the dermatologist told me that I had psoriasis, something I knew very little about. I guess I read a little bit about it. And later when I started getting all these other symptoms, especially the inflammation and the stiffness, which was driving me crazy, I did confide in one person who was my sister. My sister is really good at digging and finding information. And she does that online really well. And she, through a lot of research, found something called psoriatic arthritis, something that neither one of us had ever heard of. She called me very excited and she said, Michelle, this has to be it. This is what you must have. I'm checking all the boxes, read it, look into it, which I did through that. Of course, I realized that I had to go see a specialist. And so I found a rheumatologist. The only problem was that it was so hard to get in to see him. It took me six months of impatiently waiting. And when I finally did he told me about a treatment plan, combining it with lifestyle changes, and it could possibly work for me. I tried it, and within a week and a half, I was a different person. I saw the light. So following your first visit with a doctor, what did your path toward diagnosis look like? What types of doctors did you see, and what did they attribute your symptoms to? So after a few months really into the pain and the stiffness and the difficulties I was having, I went to see my general practitioner. We discussed the fact that I was coming of age, turning 50. We discussed the different symptoms and she really threw at me a few diagnoses that were terrifying. She wasn't sure what it was that I was suffering from. And she even made me feel like maybe this was all in my head. And so I would wake up after a couple of days and say, is this really happening? No, of course it's really happening. I can barely move. I can barely walk and wake up the next day terrified thinking, oh my goodness, could some of the diagnoses that she had given me be true. And we had done some blood work and none of them were. So everything just kept getting kind of crossed off. 
if you will. It wasn't until I finally went to see the rheumatologist that not only did he make me feel mentally at ease that this was a true possibility, he had a plan for treatment for me and we followed that treatment. I did change a few things in my life. I really wanted to just get healthier. And so I made some small changes, but eventually feeling physically so much better, almost a hundred times better. I mean, what a relief. And how did you feel once you finally got the correct diagnosis? Amazing. (laughs) I was overwhelmed. I'm this bubbly person again. I mean, I can do all the things I used to do, but I think I feel even better, not even just physically, but also mentally. When you know that you can do anything, that you are limitless and that something has actually worked for you, it is the most incredible feeling of freedom that I can almost not even describe. And how has your diagnosis of PSA impacted your personal and professional relationships? Well, I'm thankful more than anything that I know that I have PSA and that I found a treatment that worked for me. As you can imagine, when you feel more calm and happy and healthful, everybody around you feels that as well. So rather than playing hide and seek with my son, I now play tag with him. Everything in this home just feels so much better. Every time I put something in an oven or when I have my cooks around me and we're learning about different recipes, don't get me wrong. I still ask them to help me every once in a while. And through PSA, I learned how to ask for help. However, I know that I can do it, which is an incredibly satisfying feeling, especially at my age. So why are you choosing to speak out about your PSA now? Because I want everyone to know that they could find a treatment plan for themselves, change their lives a little bit, and they could feel just as good as I do. I want people to know that there is PSA out there, something that I knew nothing about. And I want them all to do it now. I don't want them to wait. I waited about three years very silently to do something about this. And I feel like I waited too long. So I don't want anyone else to wait. I want them to feel good about themselves and to feel limitless like I do. So what do you wish you knew sooner? And what do you wish others knew about PSA? That's a good question. I wish I knew there was a psoriatic arthritis. I wish I could have listened to my inner self even more. Ignorance is bliss, but my ignorance wasn't. My ignorance was something that I had to face and I had to get it taken care of. Because if you don't have trust in how you're feeling because you're your own advocate. And so if you're in pain, if you feel discomfort at all, if you feel inflammation or any of the things that I felt, you have to go out there and really find information. I mean, a great place to find it is psarealtalk.com. You have to be able to find a professional and you have to tell them exactly what you're feeling. I never knew about psoriatic arthritis, but thanks to my sister, she found out that that was even out there. You never know. You could have what I have, or you could find comfort in the fact that there is something out there for you, that there is something that you can choose to change your life, to make your life better, to live again. NPF has a patient navigation center with resources about PSA. 
Where else did you find more information about PSA and available treatment options? Honestly, I would say, again, go to psarealtalk.com, but also speak with your physicians, speak to your nurse practitioners, talk to the people that you respect and that you confide in. What changes have you made to your daily life since being diagnosed with PSA? I can tell you that I skip instead of walk, that's for sure. I have changed a bit of the way that I eat. I've definitely gotten healthier. I couldn't exercise before when I was in so much pain. And now I exercise daily. I take care of myself because no one else, number one, is going to do it. And number two, because I'm worth it. What is something you would share with someone who's starting their journey with PSA? You know what I think might be the most important part of all this? When you finally go to see a doctor, and I highly recommend that you do because that is everything to find someone that you really have trust in. Write down your symptoms in that time that you're waiting. And trust me, it's not an easy wait. I waited six months. Hopefully you don't have to wait that long. But let's say you do or even longer, which by the way, it's totally worth it. Write down your symptoms every single day. See if they change. Really think about it. Think about where it hurts, exactly what you're feeling. Because by the time you get to the doctor, there's so much that goes on in your head and there's so much stress as well as stress relief. Sometimes you won't be able to really pinpoint what is going on. And I don't know about you, but I get a little nervous when I go to the doctor because I feel like I have so much to cover. And when I walk out of there, I feel like I didn't even cover 30%. So I say, take a record, take an account of what you're feeling, of all the things you've gone through when you get to the doctor so that you don't miss anything like I did. You hear that you have something like this type of arthritis or any type of arthritis, and it's a scary thing to hear. But I never realized that I could find something that would work so well on me that I sometimes forget that I even have PSA, which is a blessing. So dive in and don't stop until you find something that works for you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking your time to join us on Soundbite today. We really appreciate you sharing your PSA journey with us. Your decision to be so candid and vulnerable will certainly aid listeners on their own journeys toward diagnosis. This sponsored episode is brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.